The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 81 of the MX Vice Show podcast, Europe's number one motocross podcast discussing all things European, effectively, MXGP, National Championship, Nations, lots going on. Uh, no MXGP round this past weekend. Uh, that's going to be a rarity coming up because um, after the next two weekends, we've got 20 million in a row. So there's going to be a lot to talk about, a lot of podcasts. Sounds quite tiring even saying it. This is episode 81, and as always, we'd like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. Uh, obviously, we do have the Blenzel Performance of the Week coming up. Liat, Ask Vice Anything, the Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week, Armour You Smarter Than a Birth, probably. Probably, it's also been like six weeks, so should do that, but as of right now, I have no questions ready, but... We'll figure that one out. And yeah, some general, a lot of nations talk, I think, in this podcast, but we'll see. We'll see where the mood takes us. Uh, this is part one. And as always, part one is presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high velocity crashes as well as rotational and low speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell. The Formula's Advanced Impact System, that's AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. And obviously, um, not only is there the Formula helmet, there's also the Formula CC, available from Fly Racing, and the Formula CP now, that was new part of the 2022 range. So lots of options as far as the formal helmet goes at Fly Racing, as well as, obviously, gear and goggles, Zone Pro goggles. The 2022 gear dropped recently. Uh, you would have seen all of the American riders wearing that at Unadilla over the weekend. So lots going on with our friends at Fly Racing. Speaking of friends, not one of mine, it's James Burfield. How's it going, James? It's going good, Lewis. It's going good. You sound a little bit lackluster. I think you need a little bit more uh, vitamins I think I, I was just. I think I sound really quiet. Yeah, you sound like you've you've just got out from rocking in the corner. That is my pastime. Is, is everything okay over there in Worthing? Well, I don't know. To be honest, we'll see how this goes. Maybe not, but maybe it is. <laughs> uh, how is how is uh, Philip's life? Uh, what have you been up to? Um, I don't really know. To be honest. Oh dear. I was really looking forward to a weekend off because four GPs in a row like takes it out of you, doesn't it? And then got to Saturday morning, and I was like, hmm. What, what do I do? What's this kind of, kind, of want to, kind of can't wait for Turkey. <laughs> uh, I, do have my, I do have my letter from the Turkish government through now, though, about letting me skip quarantine and go through the Turkish border, so that systems go. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. I actually really can't wait for Turkey. I like Turkey. All right, explain to everybody why you like Turkey, because this, it gets you excited, doesn't it? Because what, what, what's Turkey got for Lewis Phillips? 
Well, the reasons are threefold. One, the food is very cheap. You can get a steak sandwich for four euros, and it's <laughs> bloody lovely. <laughs> Two, it's all in like a little holiday complex, like the, the little city of Afyon Karaja, or however you say it, we'll call it Afyon, is like its own little world and like the tracks right there. And like, because like Latvia, you have to drive 45 minutes from the track to the hotel. And that, like, the amount of time you lose in that driving time, like work wise, that's an hour and a half of work to make up. It's only two minutes from the hotel, Turkey. So literally, the amount, like, I get so much more work done. I feel so good about myself because I'm not driving far. And free, the hotels are really, really nice. So it's like a, <laughs> it's like a whole experience. And also, obviously, the GP is great. But, Every year, you just get you're like a little kid and get so excited about it. It's like going, you're going on holiday. Yeah, but I'm excited about Turkey because I haven't been there since 2018. I know, you know literally, uh, I reckon Turkey is in, easily in your top three. Um, like battling it out with uh, Latvia and uh, Sweden and um, Sweden because of go-karts, Latvia because uh, you like Riga. I just like the vibes. And obviously Indonesia because uh, you get to go to Bali. No, no, I think Turkey's like my bugaboo. Like, for some reason, something goes wrong for me before Turkey every year. Like, 2019, I was all set to go, and then James almost killed me. Bugaboo? Yeah, I think that's a saying. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, um, crack on. Yeah, 2019, I was all set to go, and then James almost killed me and put me in hospital. And then 2020, this COVID thing came along. So I don't know if you could say that's a me-specific problem. I didn't cause that. What, COVID? Yeah. No, so you, did just, al- you did almost kill me and put me in hospital, though. So that's a worry because obviously we've got two weeks to go until Turkey. There's a high chance I will get hit by a car and have to miss Turkey again. <laughs> if history tells us anything. You just exaggerate so much. If history tells us anything, there's a high chance I won't make it to Turkey. So even if I get on that flight, who knows? So did you manage to book a swimming pool with your hotel? Yes. Oh, so, um, not only swimming pool, James, three of them. <laughs> and not only swimming pool, James, slides as well. Oh, my God. Obviously, this is a bargain on the company budget. A bargain? Yeah. Eh, it depends what you <laughs> consider a bargain. You come on, I need to overlook these expenses. <laughs> take a close look at these expenses over the next week, I think. I mean, that, so, so I was going to ask you a question. What's got the better shopping facilities, Spain or Turkey? It's a different experience, to be honest with you. I know, but we're talking just shopping, so mall style. I mean, if you want me to be honest, Turkey feels very Californiary. Really? Because it's like an outlet, like an outdoor oh. outlet-y type thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can see Whereas all you Spain feels, Ch- Spain feels very European. Chipotle and you'd have no, been all over that. that. Steak sandwich. Steak sandwich. Okay. Sorry. All Euros. I know you like to compartmentalize these but things. But you want to know what? Someone what? even said to me in Latvia, I can't wait to go to Turkey. And I was like, oh, how come? And... This person went to me, well, you get steak sandwiches for four euros. I was like, oh my God, I've literally been telling everyone the same thing. <laughs> well known in the paddock. Was that, that was, were you literally just like, we're now best friends? I was just like, well, clearly, James thinks I'm bloody mental, but clearly I'm not. Um, you, don't know, you know that that's not a cow in that steak sandwich, don't you? A what? You know that's not beef, a cow. In no, that I don't steak care. sandwich. It tastes bloody lovely, whatever it is. Whatever it's it is, you tell me. Oh, fuck it. Goat. Oh, well then, I love goat because it tastes yes. bloody amazing. Goat sandwich. Oh, greatest of, uh, I did think it was the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, so, obviously you yeah. had the break last weekend. Uh, it didn't go to plan because you woke up Saturday morning and was like, ah, uh, what do I do? I'll tell you what did make me feel better. 
Taking Dougie for a walk? No, not to, not to jump massively ahead, but Blenzel Performance of the Week predicted I nailed both of them. Did you? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I, I, I struggled we'll get, a little bit because we'll Forrest didn't we'll even turn it. up. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, we could get to it now. No, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. But I got both of them right, which I'm quite proud of. Max Anstey, eighth overall. Tick. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, so uh, there was some racing this past weekend. Uh, the Ballon International thing in Belgium, which quite a lot of guys did for some reason. The German Championship at Dreitz. Uh, the Michelin MX Nationals in the UK at Landrake. Yep. I feel like, uh, well, obviously Unadilla. Those European events, we're not going to talk about those. But oh, I want to ask you one question. Oh, uh, what? What was the sense in Jeffrey Hurlins riding at the weekend? If he, well, if I thought he would have used this time to, to get that shoulder sort of rested and recuperate. I'm, I'm not, just from talking to him like at each round and everything and kind of like getting a general feeling for the shoulder, I feel like rest maybe isn't the thing that's going to help now. Because surely, I don't, I don't think it it's possible to make the shoulder worse. Well, so I think it's just kind of a what? Do what you can do. Let's get back to, let's get back to like, let's work it back to one hundred percent. I think that's kind of the feeling. Because I think it, if we had a medical doctor on here, he'd be saying like, get it rested. You don't want a chance of crashing, uh, aggravating the injury anymore. I, I just don't understand what the, the sense was in or what their theory was of racing. I, I thought it would be way better to take a couple of weeks off rest, um, keep on top of your fitness as you can, and, and you know, try and sort of let that shoulder recover. I mean, no, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert, and obviously I don't know much about it, but I just find it a bit strange. Well, he's obviously going to have a two-week break now, two weeks off now, so that's, um, that is kind of the time to rest, isn't it? Like he's, kind of, he's kind of got the best of both worlds because he's had an extra race weekend to kind of work the shoulder and feel good with it again but then now he's also got a two week break to like you know rest yeah. it up as well best yeah. of both worlds but like he was training the Monday after Latvia like riding which surprised me yeah I find that crazy I find that crazy but obviously I, I think the change from Lommel to Latvia with the shoulder was quite significant because at Lommel he went from yeah I'm going to try and ride on Thursday until after Lat like even, even talking to him in Latvia he kind of didn't even mention the shoulder and when I did say, is it better or worse? He was like, oh, way better. So, like, clearly, there's been a lot of progress in the last two weeks. That's... So maybe, like, well, and when you think about it, it was um, th- four weeks ago now? Four okay. weeks and a half ago? And it takes six weeks to heal. So I'd imagine that at this point, it probably is coming along quite nicely. Yeah, but I guess that depends on how much stress you're putting on it. Yeah, but it's a shoulder, so I don't think it's possible. I don't, it's not like a knee. I don't think it's possible to really... I mean, I'm no doctor and I've never injured my shoulder. Touch wood, that'll be the thing that keeps me out of Turkey now. Both things surprise me. <laughs> but I don't, like, it's not like a knee. Obviously, if, you, if you've got an injured knee, you can dab it or you can do whatever and then you're screwed. But with a yeah. shoulder, I don't think there's as much risk to it. Okay. Like, I don't okay. think it's possible to make it that much worse. It was just my first observation. I just thought, wow, crazy. But I guess maybe if there's no other races between now and Turkey, maybe they thought, well, let's just get this one done and try and keep uh, as loose as we can. I don't know. Yeah, let's make I, up I, some time loss. Let's get another race simulation on the bike, like get the shoulder used to that, get back into the swing of things a little bit more, and then let's take a two-week break. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, for those uh, international uh, listeners who are not from the UK, uh, something interesting the weekend is that Harry Kulis won the MX Nationals title, beating uh, Tommy Searle and uh, Dylan Walsh and a few other uh, Well, uh, thanks writers. for that, James. So, um, oh, there, there we go. So I, I'm sure people would have known about the, uh, the, the Finnish turn Estonian uh, MXON rider. Back to our Belgian race, Koldenhoff did actually beat Hurlings in every race. Uh, he went 1-1-1. So that's a nice little... Obviously, it's a, it's a nothing race or whatever, but that is a nice little change of fortune for Koldenhoff. Yeah, a little, little bit of a pick-me-up. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way to, um, to uh, turn, the, uh, turn the tables a little bit on what's been a rough, uh, a rough, rough little run of like, random problems. So... Yeah. I think that I think although that race is nothing, I think that win will probably do cold enough quite well heading into Turkey. And don't forget, last time we raced to Turkey or in Turkey, cold enough was on Hurling's level. I mean, Hurling's was coming back from injury, so it wasn't one hundred percent. But cold enough was the one racing Hurling's for the win ahead of ahead of Geyser. There was a fourth rider in that battle that weekend. Who would it have been? I can't remember. But yeah, uh, cold enough was really good in Turkey last time. So maybe using this newfound momentum. And the tide's been turned. Maybe he comes out in Turkey and does something quite good, but we'll see. There we go. Also announced at the weekend, Team Belgium for the Nations. Jeremy yep. Van Horbeek, MXGP. Yep. Liam Everts, MX2. And Brent Van Donick, M- uh, Open. So uh, Belgium are the fourth team to be announced. We've had France, Musquin, Vial, Roi We've had Netherlands, Hurlings, Mostite, Koldenhoff. We've had Denmark. Olsen, Harrop, Odam. And uh, yeah, now we've had Belgium. Thoughts on Team Belgium? Yeah, obviously a, a surprise that Gertz uh, wanted to, to, to opt out, but I guess... Is it a surprise? I think so, yeah. I think uh, anybody would want to ride for their, for their country, but I, I, I guess... I'll speak to Fevra, speak to Renault, speak to Geyser, speak to Jonas, speak to Sewer. Sure, to... And I, and I, but I completely understand that at the end of the day, they're all trying to go for a world title. so. Um, you, you know, it, it, at the moment, it's not like at the end of the season. So I can completely understand. I can understand why they've made that decision. I was just a little bit surprised that, um, you know, was is was that Gertz's first time riding for Belgium? Or did he ride? He rode last year, didn't he? There was no nations last year. Oh, not last year. Was it the year before? Yeah, he's done it a few times. He was at he oh, was okay. as well. Okay, so. Yeah, I don't know. Just still, but there we go. You know what a great, uh, what a great opportunity for Liam Evers. I mean, when when you talk about a, a family dynasty of of great riders, the fact that uh, what was it, three generations now have represented um, their country. Uh, can you name another person who's re- like another family who's represented their country in three generations? I don't know. There's probably a lot of Smiths who have been involved. Who aren't related? <laughs> no, but we're the world's most generic last names. No, but I think I think that's big. I think that's that that's a really really big thing to happen within motocross. Like uh, granddad, dad, and and uh, you know grandson all all racing um, for their countries or riding for their country. So um, yeah, fantastic achievement for Liam Everest. And and I th- you know looking looking at what he's been how he's been riding lately and, and stuff like that then this is fully well deserved so um how do you think they're going to do i still think they're going to be um top 5 yeah fifth sixth yeah 
like they're not going to beat France, they're not going to beat Netherlands, they're not going to beat America. And then, so they could be fourth. But then, mm. I, if Australia turns out to be what Australia is like tipped to be, then they won't be that team. Britain could beat them, so they'll be fifth or sixth. Fifth, sixth, seventh at worst, I think. Yeah. They'll be just a steady little team. They won't, they won't as, a, as individual riders, they won't really shine much in the motos. Like You won't really notice Team Belgium at all all weekend, but when the results are tallied up, it'll be like, oh, look at Belgium in sixth. What, what you will get is the biggest party in the pits, though. So, no, you um, won't, because I feel like this isn't the end of the season, so I feel like this is all... like You've got to adjust your... Exp- I feel like you, you are the type of person that will point this out. You're going to be very disappointed because you're going to walk out of the Nations on Sunday night and expect to see like everything going on in every awning and parties and everything when really it's just going to be people tearing down because they've got to be in Tushantol in five days. Maybe and I feel I'll... like you're the type of person who's going to be like, oh, where's all the parties at? Yeah, maybe I'll start my own. Well, no one would go because the rest of us, unlike you, is just going to fly in for one race and have the time of your life. The rest of us, we're on a schedule. Must be hard over there. It's, it is. You should try working a full-time job. <laughs> Look, the work I do allows you to go around the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to pull at that, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is kind of, in a weird way, this is kind of like, it's weird to say the Belgium 5th, 6th, 7th, but this is kind of a sign of things to come because Belgium, like Britain in a way, is on the decline a little bit. Belgium's ahead of Britain. Like Britain won't see the decline for another eight years, but Belgium will see it in the next two to three because Van Horbeck will go. They've already lost to Sale. Strybos will go. And then you're going to... Gertz and Liam Everts are going to be on the team every year coming up. And then I guess, it, I guess, to be fair, for the next... For the foreseeable, after this year, Team Belgium will be Gertz, Liam Everts and Van Donick because they don't really have any other riders coming through. No. So, like, Belgium is... Belgium, the nation that was once, like, a shoe-in for a podium, is gonna, isn't really going to be a factor coming up for the nations, which is weird, but... It's weird to say that Denmark maybe have a stronger team than Belgium. That's crazy. But that's also not a surprise, because if you look at the EMX 85 results and the Junior World Championship results, it's full of Danish riders, Norwegian riders, Swedish riders. Yeah. That's just the way things are going in Europe. I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to get a little bit like nervous about the nations because COVID does seem to be like running rampant again. Just making a comeback. Yeah, I think it will do anyway for the next couple of years until um, you know we're going to get different variants. It's not going away. If anybody thinks COVID's just going to be gone, it, it's not. It's still gonna okay. Be thanks, stock. Thanks, stock. But what I mean is, like, I just mean that I just feel like Europe's kind of going back into like the clampdown phase a little bit. I don't know. Well, everybody's been out giving each other kissing. So um, it's all gone to shit. But yes, I'm not really sure what's going to come. I'm not, like, I don't really know what the fan situation is still. I feel like in front need to put out a press release that basically says like frequently asked questions about the nations. Like, yes, it's running. Yes, it's running at Mantova. Yes, it's going to be the normal two-day format. No, we're not at full capacity, but we'll have 10,000 fans. Yes, Fans will be allowed. Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions with the nations. Like, fans aren't allowed in the pits at GPs at the moment. Are they going to be at the nations? Obviously, I guess not. But it's an unanswered question. And I guess if you're a fan looking to fly to Italy, which you can do, those or are the drive. sort of questions. Well, okay, or drive. Just it wasn't really a specific thing. 
you can kind of do those things. But I just feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. It, maybe we should get in contact with um, David Luongo. Well, it's not like that big a deal. Well, I think it's, it's, you've just put, put together something um, which is actually makes a lot of sense. So I'll get on that if you want me to. That's fine. You don't work for MXOS. Also, do you still have an MXYC email address? Of course I do. Okay, I just need to take that off for you. <laughs> You're such a prick. Team USA is going to be announced this coming weekend at Bud's Creek. That's heavily tipped to be Sexton, Hampshire, Barsha. What, even though Barsha's injured? Barsha's not injured injured. He'll be back for the last two or three rounds. Okay. And if, for whatever reason, it won't happen, because Barsha will be back for the last two rounds at least, if Barsha couldn't race, then they've got a nice substitute there in Webb, so... Yeah. I think that team can win, though. I think it could. I, I, but I say that every year. Everyone thinks, oh, America can't, like, will Amer-, like, America could have won. I've said this a million times on this podcast. America could have won in 2019. They could have won, okay, maybe not in 2018, but 20, okay, and maybe not in 2017, but 2016, they could have won. 2015, they could have won. 2014, they could have won. Like, most they had, years, they had opportunities. America had the potential to win. It's just, Shit's gone sideways. Yeah. It's not like America just aren't good enough. Obviously, they're not. They're America. So it wouldn't be a surprise. To, I wouldn't be a surprise to me to see them win. And I hope they do win because, like I say a million times, I, I want you, that's, I'm rooting for USA to win as soon as possible. But it's just going to be a bit shit because if they do win, everyone's going to be like, oh, asterisk, asterisk. But that's, that's nothing to me because if they, if they beat a Dutch team of most like Hurlings Coldenoff, then what, like, what more can they do? That's a, there's no way that the Netherlands can do a better team than that. And like even Team France, okay, is Team France the best it could be? No. You'd want a Fevre, Vial, or Renault, a kind of a toss-up at a moment. A Fevre, or let's say Vial healthy, a Fevre, a healthy team of Fevre, Vial, Ferrandis would obviously be a lot stronger for Team France, but Team France at the moment is no slouch. Like, they can win. They can, they'll be a factor. I think you could pick a French B team that could probably win. Well, that is the French B team in a way. Mm. Because like I say, you could have an A team of Fevre, Renault, Ferrandis. Yeah, I, I think it's just interesting like you, what, what you mentioned about like Belgium are coming to the end of an era and France just seem to be churning out rider after rider. Well, Britain will be in the same shoes because after, obviously we're pretty set for a while because we've got Ben, Conrad uh, and Sterry. But after Conrad... Once Ben and Adam get to the end of their careers, then obviously Conrad's going to have a tiny bit, like, but Conrad's not that much younger. Conrad would have a tiny bit more time, but after Conrad, it's crickets. Well, you say that, but we, we've got the potential in Rizzi, we've got the potential in Heyman, and we've got the potential uh, in Bobby Bruce. So I know what you're saying. However, you're such a knob. You're such a knob. Um, but you have the potential of those three riders coming through um, to, to, to challenge for an MX2. Yeah, but so, they're not going to be Ben Watson level. How do you know? Because Ben Watson was winning, oh, and Adam Sterry and Conrad Muse were winning EMX250 rounds at this stage. Uh, I think it's still, still too early. I okay, well, this isn't, the, this isn't the British podcast show, James. So how do you feel about the nations? Uh, I've got to be honest, I'm not excited. I'm usually, Are you going to go? Yeah, 100% I'm going because I, I, I do love the Nations. However, I've got to be honest, like, uh, I think because there was a Nations last year, um, you have to go to this year because, again, with everything so up in the air, you have to make sure you take these chances. So, um, 
I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's not going to be the same. I, I get that. Um, but I'm not as excited as, you know, usually when we're packing our bags to go to Redbird or, you know, again, we know we're like driving to Assen or, or whatever, you know, it's the, the build up and everything else. And um, Yeah, but I think that will come. I do think that, I think the build up will come at like, it is still quite early. And okay, when, like, when the team announcements come out, they are a bit flatter than in the past. Like there's not so much, not so many people like weighing in on, oh, that's a good team. That's a bad team because a lot of people I think aren't really in Nation's mindset. But I think as it comes closer, it, everyone will kind of wake up and get into it. Like if Sexton is on a team, like when Sexton rolls out on track for free practice, I'll still be like, oh, fucking hell, that's cool. Because it's, sec- it's still an American who you don't see everywhere. Seeing Sexton roll out onto a GP track is still going to be like, oh, at last, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. And then that'll be like, oh, yeah. And then, like, if, if nothing else, when the MXGP qualifying race goes off, I'll be excited just to see what Sexton does. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. It, it's, it's when you start to, like, America's landed and you start to go to this pra- the practice. I think that's the whole thing, that lead up to it, where, you, where you, we usually try and track them down on the Wednesday or Thursday. Um, where they're practicing, that's when it's you start to get excited. For for me, anyway, for me. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. I think you just got to have an open mind. Like, you just got to have an open mind. I got to be honest though. If USA wouldn't go in, oh yeah, that would change everything. It would ch- absolutely. It would but change USA everything. make USA make the event. They do. They have an aura around them that is just exciting. I think, and also I think that it's a good team, USA team. Like Sexton is cool. Barsha is cool. Like, they have following, so that, that's going to get people interested. Yeah. It's going to be fine. It's going to be yep. fine. Calm down. It's going to be fine. We'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. And obviously, if Hampshire is on the team as tipped, that means that you'll see the Fly Race in 2022 gear at the Motocross of Nations, which is something special in itself. Um, that's, worth the t- that's worth the admission price alone. Actually, uh, I haven't even seen... Are tickets even on sale? I don't, think I've, I don't feel like I've seen any, like, tickets really be advertised. No, I don't know. Um, one bit of news which dropped today, which is uh, not today? a shocker. Was it today or yesterday? Not a shocker was Roxon. Um, oh. Not, uh, no, 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 not tickets today. But uh, Roxon's obviously turned down the opportunity of riding for Germany. See, this is interesting. There are no tickets on sale, I don't think. Oh, no, no. no. There's VIP tickets, but there's not regular tickets. Hmm. So does that mean that they don't know? That, that to me says that they're not sure how many people they can have yet. Mm, that's interesting. VIP gold skybox adult, 600 euros. Bloody hell, that would be a cool thing to do for the nations. If you've got the money to have a VIP gold skybox ticket for the nations. Yeah. Maybe not this nations, but still, like, if for any nations, that would be the coolest experience ever. I can't even go in there. I was going to say, I've had some cool experiences thanks to uh, certain tickets over, over the years, which has made the nations even more, you know, just such a... If you do get... My advice out there is if you have got the money and you do get the chance to, to, to try the nations with a, like a VIP ticket and all that, honestly, it's so freaking good. But there again, it's still great getting drunk in the middle of the track. So um, In the middle of the track? Well, yeah, that's kind of where it was. Oh. Yeah, so Roxon's pulled out of Team Germany just because of the uncertainties, COVID. Uh, obviously, his immune system is compromised uh, after all of his surgeries and that, so you understand it. Um, and also just because he said that if you can't do the nations right, then it's kind of like a bit blare. Yeah. Which is true. Like obviously, I get that. I get that thinking. I do. But that is a bit of a, that is a bit of a, 
obviously blow to the event because if Roxham was coming, that would that would along with the Americans, that would kind of send it crazy. Obviously, oh, yeah. hopefully the Lawrence brothers will come, but there's still no word on Team Australia. That's kind of gone quite quiet, actually. But we will see about that. But it's actually interesting because I was thinking because Germany could, if if all of the stars align and Ger- Germany can have a healthy team of Roxon, Lagenfelder, Jacoby, one of these years they could be an actual factor for the win again. Yeah, absolutely. That's a but the cards have to fall into place, and obviously Roxon hasn't done has only done the nations once in the last however many years, uh, once since 2013. So the chances of cards falling into place are slim. But Germany as a nation can put together a strong team nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the... I, I thought there was going to be an announcement on Team GB. Yeah, I don't know when the announcement's coming now. I thought it was coming too, but apparently no one knows when it's coming. Okay, so... The team will be some configuration of... Uh, the team will be some configuration of Ben. Well, I think let's all be honest. Ben is a shoe in, right? There's no, yeah. If Ben isn't on the team, then that's dumb. But so, so the remaining two spots will be between Muse, Sterry, Simpson. They're the three. So some configuration of that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But obviously, I don't. Uh, Max isn't coming. I don't think so. Anyway, um, and Dean isn't coming either because he's got Epstein Barr, obviously. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you are coming to the Nations? Yep. Uh, for the 18th time, yes. Uh, to be fair, I'll probably drive down. What? Yeah. Why? What, why so? <laughs> experience, isn't it? Yeah, but you've, like, what? Experience what? Boring Just, uh, roads? Nah. You're not going to... I will bet you £100 right now you are not going to drive to the Nations. Is there actually any flights to the Nations? <laughs> uh, you can find something, some way, somehow. Yeah. I found a flight. I managed to get to Majora. Yeah, I guess so. If, um, where is it? Mantova? Yes, it's Mantova. Thanks for joining the podcast. No, it's quite... Mantova's quite small though, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you for joining the podcast. All okay. things that have been talked about many times. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Right. Um, no, I, I'm... Uh, yeah. You know, best case scenario, flying. Worst case scenario, I'll be driving. Well, I've booked you a hotel room, as I've said. Yeah, and I'm definitely in that hotel room, so thank you very much. Okay, that's great. Silly season, quickly. I don't want to go into it too much, because... Why? I love silly season. Well, I'm scared of what I can say and what I can't. Because it's like... I get, like it's awkward. It's awkward. But this is where we're at, MXGP-wise. What do we know? Geyser's under contract. Done deal. Guys will be on Honda. Happy days. Nothing to even see here. Uh, Fevra has two offers one from Kawasaki for a lot of money and a second one for less money which he is very interested in so those are, he's got two options right Prado has a contract with KTM until 2024 that's the only that's fact still rumours are running crazy throw a dartboard throw a dartboard don't throw a dartboard throw a dart <laughs> at the dartboard and that's basically where we're at with Prado because every rumour imaginable is floating around the paddock so something's something's happening isn't there there's something not quite right there well no um, it, 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 it could be it could be nothing who knows but the rumours are running wild and the rumours to be fair have been running wild since March time mm-hmm. so yeah they haven't gone away, if anything, they've intensified. But basically, who knows? 
Prado and Fevre seem to be the ones holding up City season a little bit. Like they're the ones who they, they're those are the two dominoes that need to be confirmed. Fevre especially. Prado kind of is confirmed. He has a contract, so people, someone just needs to come out and say those rumors can't happen, and then and all then the other dominoes will fall. Yeah, Caroli needs a new contract, but Heinz Kindergartner. Kindergartner? Kind- yeah. Kindergarten? Yeah. Kind- I've met Heinz at the uh, and Jorah. Great guy. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that. He said in an interview at the weekend with a MotoGP website that is owned by Red Bull, apparently. I don't, I don't really understand. That Caroli needs to either... Caroli needs to decide whether he wants to do one more year or selected GPs. So that's his decision at the moment. Herlins is obviously done deal with KTM. Nothing to see here. Sewer recently re-signed a two-year deal, so he'll be at Yamaha until the end of 2023. Jonas is under contract with Austria, but obviously it's rumoured that there will be structural changes within Austria. I will personally would look for Jonas to stay at standing construct on a gas gas, personally. Koldenoff's under contract with Yamaha for another year. He signed a two-year deal last year. Lupino, I don't actually know. I'd imagine his deal is up because Lupino-type riders go one year at a time. They don't really do multi-year deals. Watson is on. Watson has an option with Yamaha, but it's for team's option. So he's just kind of in limbo, waiting to see if Yamaha are going to take that option or whatever. So it's all up to Yamaha what they want to do with him. Uh, Vlanderin is up, and you would think would be would get a factory seat somewhere, somehow. Gotta believe. Gotta you believe. would think, but who knows? But again, some of those bigger dominoes need to fall before riders like Vlandering can sort themselves out. Olsen's under contract with Austria. Uh, Van Horbeck has an option with Beta, but it's his option. Whereas Ben's option is on the team side, so the team decide whether they want to continue. Van Horbeck's option is on his side, whether he wants to continue. He said that it would just come down to whether he's enjoying the product, sees, uh, the, product the project, sees improvement, sees whatever. But for Van Horbeck, I'd imagine it'll be either he'll continue for one more year or he'll retire. But based on how things are going, eh, based on the potential that's been shown so far, I'd imagine he'll continue. He's also getting paid quite well there. So I'd imagine he'll continue. But then again, the last two rounds have been poo-poo, so maybe not. Bogers, I'm not sure on his situation. Jacoby, I'm not sure on his situation. Sean Simpson, I'd imagine that SS24 KTM will re-sign him, I'd imagine. But then who knows? I don't know. Will Simpson do another year of GPs? I don't know. Nothing's really been said about that. And then, yeah, the rest of the riders are kind of, they're all contracts up because there's not really any, there's not really many multi-year deals floating around in the paddock. Be interested to see what Albie does. Oh, yeah, we're all on the edge of our seats. Go back to MX2, I reckon. <laughs> You're such a dick. Yeah, that's good. I like a little bit of silly season news. Happy with that? Recap? Gets the people going. Did I say anything that would get me in trouble? I feel like I said everything I could. Nah, you're all good. You're all okay, good. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, those two domino, those two big dominoes need to fall, first of all, and then the rest, and then everything else will sort itself out quite quickly. But until those two big dominoes fall, it's basically going to be a stalemate in the paddock because obviously everyone's going to be scared to move because, in a way, those two dominoes affect every team in the paddock. So, yeah, just see what happens there. We'll just see what happens there. Yeah. I think that does us for part one. Good, good. That's a solid part, solid part. Good work, Lewis. Okay, brilliant. And that solid part, as James put it, was obviously brought to you by our friends and industry leaders, Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, 
conehead EPS and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. And as I said, make sure you check out the Formula CC and the Formula CP over on Fly Racing, as well as the 2022 line of gear, the Zone Pro goggle, and everything else that Fly Racing offers. You'll actually be surprised how much stuff is on the Fly Racing website. Pretty much everything your heart could want is available from our friends at Fly Racing. And obviously, we would like to thank Fly Racing, of course, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. That does us for part one. We'll be back for part two. See you in a bit. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 81 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Moving into part two. And we wouldn't be able to move into part two without the help of our valued sponsors. Those being Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. Uh, this is part two, and part two is presented by our friends at Technical Touch. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world, the KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension, like Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson, and close to home too. Visit technical-touch.com slash KYB-authorized-dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. As mentioned many times, you just hit that link, you search for your country and multiple Technical Touch by KYB or KYB by Technical Touch authorized dealers will pop up close to your home. Uh, I believe there's three of them in the UK. 
There's a lot of them in France. There's a lot around the Belgium, Netherlands area. Basically, you can get KYB factory kit suspension for your bike wherever you are in the world. And it's much easier than you would imagine. So what you're going to want to do is hit that link, find your closest authorized dealer, and crack on. How are you doing, James? Uh, doing fine, Lewis. Doing fine. Just got my coffee. Uh, I'm all sorted and raring to go once more. We now have Armour You Smarter Than Above is happening. Oh, really? Do you want to do it now or at the end of the show? Let's do it now. Let's break it up. Okay. Let's okay. break it up. I didn't expect you to say that, but here we okay, go. Okay, do you want to do it at the end of the show? No, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. Okay. Just going to quickly sort this out and sort this out. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the hell was going on. I thought your mum would come in and press the button or something. No, I needed to. I needed time to pull up my questions and stuff. So oh, I, just, I was okay. vamping. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Armour You Smarter Than a Burr, the game where we run five questions past James Burfield and test his knowledge. I guess I have to explain it because we haven't done it in so long that new listeners probably were wondering what the hell's going on. James's knowledge is not the best to be honest. So we are going to see how bad it actually is by running five questions past him. He needs four correct answers to win. There are six points up for grabs. Let's just see how good James Burfield knows motocross. How are you feeling about this, James? Ah, Feeling super positive. Um, I feel fresh in the head. Uh, You know, I've done some meditation today. I'm ready for this. Do you feel as though the break would have helped or hurt you? Uh, I definitely feel it would have would have helped me, um, just because I have a busy lifestyle. So um, now, like obviously, uh, things are slowing down a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I've, I've I think I've got this. I think this could be the the first week of maximum points. Well, I'd just like to remind you that Armor, you smarter than a birth, is presented to you by Armor. Armor is an action and adventure lifestyle driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognized a void in the marketplace and created a complete line of nutritional supplements formulated especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realize their maximum potential. Armour's products were developed and tested in real-world conditions by an all-star team of athlete owners that includes Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, and Nick Way. Armour Sport is now available in Europe, so you too can use the same products that those legends of the sport use to fuel you in your daily life, riding, training, working, whatever you choose, Armour has you covered. So, James. Yes, Lewis. Let's get ready to rumble. Okay, let's do it. Question one. Yeah. This is, a, this is up for uh, one point. Okay. At the South African GP in 2005. Oh, for fuck's sake. Stefan Everts was set to win the GP on, and then X happened on the last lap. Fill in the X. Um, what is it? One word. No. Okay. Uh, was it something that something ran out in front of him, like an animal or something? Whatever you think is true, James. Yeah, I think it was an animal ran out in front of him. Okay. You, is that your final answer? Yes. What animal? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Fucking gazelle or something. Well, we're in South unfortunately, Africa. unfortunately, you are wrong. You're kind of right in a weird way. Well, no, you're not kind of right. But that did happen. A deer did run out. Run out in front of someone. Oh. Who was it? At the 1994 Motocross of Nations. Oh. So you're only 11, you're only 11 years off, wrong series, wrong event, wrong rider. Bollocks. 
But that's quite good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I mean, at least something happened. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I'm taking that point. And to be fair, did, did you run, in, run out in front of an American, uh, a uh, South African rider even? Or not? No. I can't remember. I wasn't even born. I can't remember who it ran out in front of. Um, I must want to say it ran out in front of Greg, Albert, Greg Albertine, but I don't think that's right. Anyway, um, what, what happened to Everts? He uh, went to wave to the fans in the air and didn't get his hand back on the bars in time and crashed. Damn it. So he, um, yeah, he last lap, there was a massive grandstand. So in the air, he just pointed at them like little hey, and um, yeah, crashed. So Coppins went on to finish, go 1 1 in South Africa. Damn it. Great day for me it was when Coppins went 1 1. Anyway, yeah. question two zero points on the board. Who finished higher in the MX2 championship in 2012? Ferrandis, Koldnoff, or Tonus? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Was that? That was the 2012. year. 2012. Yeah, year? I'm just thinking. I reckon that was the year that Tonus rode for um, Dixon. So. Uh, I would think, yes, I think he did in 2012. Yep. Yeah. So I think it was him and Osborne. So did he outperform Osborne that year or not? Osborne wasn't one of the options. No, but I was just thinking about how well Tonus done. Because I, I know he had a big one at Canada Hikes. Uh, okay, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go Tonus. That's incorrect. The Fuck. answer we were looking for was Coldenoff. Damn it. Yeah. Never mind, never mind. Onwards and upwards. Question three, seeing as we were talking about the nations, <laughs> name the three podium finishers, those obviously countries, uh, at the 2004 Motocross of Nations. 2004. The 2004, James. Yes, you heard correctly. Fuck me. Um, there's no crazy ones. Like They're all quite... Okay, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... I just want the free. USA, France, Belgium. Uh, close. Oh. I mean, two of them are right, uh, but they're all in the wrong order. Oh. It, it was Belgium. Yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. France. Oh. Yeah. No USA. No USA that year. So, yeah, this that's why I thought well. you might remember it. This is kind of remembering why we stopped this game. <laughs> It's, it's by, you know, choosing like 2004, 2005, we've discussed this. Okay, this is a bit more recent. These are or is not it? vintage years for me. Question four. When MXGP first raced in Turkey, there was a Yamaha sweep. Who were the MX1 and MX2 winners? When M Listen to the question. When yeah. MXGP first raced in Turkey, there was a Yamaha sweep. Who were the MX1 and MX2 winners? Hmm. I'm going to go... I'm going to go maybe Crowley on uh, Yamaha. First year of MX... Is it first year of MXGP? Or I didn't tell... Uh, the year is not involved in... The, yeah, the first year of Turkey. Well, first ever Turkey race. Gobble, gobble. Hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Fev, Fevre for um, MXGP, 
And oh, who can I go for? I'll go Gertz. Ah, oh, oh, James. Oh, you're going to say Ben Watson, aren't you? No, it's no Ben, no, no, no ben Watson. <laughs> that was Lommel. <laughs> you were all over the map. What was it? The answers were Antonio Crowley in MXGP, oh. or MX1, sorry, yeah. and Zach Osborne. Damn, they raced in Turkey back in 2012 or something, and 2011. 2009. Fucking hell. Osborne's won an only GP win. Crowley's first win on a 450. Well, actually, no, he won in 2007. His first full-time win on a 450. Uh, I was just thinking, maybe um, when they had the match of Turkey, Turkey presentation. The clue was who were the MX1 and MX2 winners, not MXGP and MX2. Oh. So you should have read that. You should have heard that and gone, oh, wait, that's not recent then. Well, I said Crowley to start off with. And then, yeah, you, then you went then away you made, from it. No, and then you made me question it. I didn't say anything. I think you did. I think you said, listen to the question. Yeah, because I was kind of saying, you're right. You're on the right track. Listen to the question. You're such a fucker. Okay, last question. No points so this far. Is such, this this been, is why we don't play this game. It's shit. This has been just as depressing shit as always. questions. Question five. No one's going to get this. No, 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 no one out there is going to get these fucking questions. These were all done off the top of my head, apart from the question two. So... If they top my head, they could have come off the top of someone else's head. Question two. Yeah. Question two. Question five. Question five. <laughs> <laughs> Tannel Leoc oh, used... <laughs> not, not up on your Tannel Leoc knowledge. Fucking hell. Is it, are all these questions based on Tannel Leoc in Josh Coppins? <laughs> no, none of them are. None of them are based on Josh Coppins or Tannel Leoc. Well, the Stefan Everts I mean, one, one of them is based yeah. on Tannel Leoc. No, the Everts one had nothing to do with Josh Coppins. It was all about Everts. Well, anyway. Josh Coppins sneaked in there, didn't he? Yeah, but that had nothing to do with the question. Anyway, no. Tannel Leoc used eight different numbers in his MXG well, career. Well, I don't fucking know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is a fucking stupid question. <laughs> Fuck off with your stupid <laughs> questions. That is honestly, no one out there is going to get any of these fucking questions. It's a fucking stupid game. You do this on purpose to wind me up. Um, <laughs> Tell all York used Fuck off, I'm not answering it. Stupid. Yeah, but what do you think about? You know, I'm not asking you for all eight. No. Tannel Leoc. <laughs> Number four. Number, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, because that's one of them. So hold on. You're on the board. Tannel Leo used eight different numbers in his MXGP career. Name list, five. List six of them. <laughs> I already know the answers to this because I know the answers to what you were going to say, not the fucking answers to the question. List. Just absolutely list, wind up, Merchant, you are. List six of them. By the time that this timer runs out, so care. work it out for yourself. No one cares. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Well, just think, because you've already got one of them. Four, four. is correct. Yeah, four. So have a think. What did he run? What was his last number? I don't fucking know. What did he run on Motorvision in British? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I would guess at the end of the time. Seriously, if somebody said you could win, lo lo like pick fucking ten or numbers for lottery, I still wouldn't get it. Okay, what have you got for us? I got four. Maybe oh, you got four numbers. Forty. 44, 4. No. Oh, hold on, that's two. Four and forty are correct. You need four more. Four, forty, forty-four. No, uh, forty-four is wrong. Uh. 
There are no more fours involved. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he just likes four. Uh, uh, seven. Yes, that's three. You're halfway there. Uh, twenty. Mm, uh, no, I don't know where that's come from. <laughs> I feel like you just halved forty. <laughs> Two. No. No. Uh, <laughs> eight. Give up. No. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Eight is correct. <laughs> no, I just said fucking random numbers. Uh, uh, six, 16. No. I ain't fucking no. Given up? Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> no points on the board this week. <laughs> well, it's hardly surprising, is it? Because it's like, let's do a throwback to 1965. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers that Tannel Leoc used in order are 40, 6, 12, 5, 8, 4, 3, 7. What? what what's wrong with Tannel? Why, why didn't you just stick to one number? I don't know, he just was really... That's why I knew that question would work, because I knew he had many. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you just... Yeah, exactly. Lead me up a fucking garden path. Every no, that's time. the best thing. It, there's, there's many, so there were many options. Like, oh yeah, I remember him being that this year, that this year. I don't sit at home and, and just reminisce on what numbers Tano Leak had over the years. Like, four on a Suzuki, five, 12 in 2006... Six, uh, six in two thousand and five. There's something wrong with you. No, it's just normalness. It's th- anyway. No, no, it's did just you normal. get? Did you get? Did you prepare the Formula One questions for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered them. <laughs> Great work. Uh, Maybe we should take you off for the British podcast. Fuck off, and, put, and then you could put more effort into this. Fuck off. Right. If you've got a Formula One question off the top of your head. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> so you can't do answers. You can't do questions. <laughs> what is your uh, uh, Okay, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, who was uh, the team owner? Um, when Jensen Button won his uh, world championship. It's quite a significant thing. I don't know team owners, I'm sorry. Well, he's quite famous within Formula One. Like, as, was a, a te- as like an owner person who kind of, you know, started off as like a race team manager and then had his own team. He's quite... He's quite David, David Coulthard? No. Oh. <laughs> Ross Brawl. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good old Ross. Yeah. Did it go well for him? Well, yeah, that was a team what I, th- I, I believe he created when he um, parted ways with, uh, I think it was like McLaren or something like that. No, he started oh, his, good for him. Started his own team and he won the World Championship. Good for him. I believe. I could be wrong, but I, 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 I remember that. No, well done. Good for you. Uh, it's a second question. Well. Uh, what town is Jensen Button from? That's, these are stupid questions. What town is Davida Granary from? Uh, Roma. (laughs) 
You don't actually know the answers to that. But no, it's, it's actually stupid. quite a significant question. It's an easy one. Oh. Okay. Anyway, thanks Froom. for the time. Froom. It's like eight miles from the office. Ah, that explains why he was a Formula One driver then. Yeah. Like we've had Comrade Muse, Shepton Mallet, and Jensen Button from Froom. It's like. It was a, he was a Formula One driver because he grew up going Froom Froom. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. That's terrible. I, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm going on holiday. I need a We're holiday. We're off next week. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Anyway, you having fun? No. I thought you'd like the Froom Froom Joe. No, that is terrible. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we shouldn't ask you questions. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. This is- Anyway, should we move on to the Leah Ask Us Anything question? Yeah, let's do it. I'm just going to have a sip of my coffee because I need it. It'll be a brandy. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. That's helmets, that's goggles, that's neck brace, that's gear, that's boots, and most importantly, big things coming from Liat in the coming weeks. Very exciting times. Exciting times indeed. And we will be covering all of that on MX Vice. So stay tuned to at official Liat on social media and also the MX Vice channels because there'll be a lot of Liat real soon. Ooh. Right. Fan questions. You sent in questions. We answered them. Luckily, these questions don't have a correct answer, which means that James can answer them. Well, some of them have a correct answer, but not so much. You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Good. I'm just not over that game yet. I'm good now. Froom, froom. Kevin C430. Is Lapucci considered the best EMX 250 rider or is it thought that he has an advantage with his 252 stroke? Uh, I don't think that's a. I don't think it's an advantage with the two fifty two stroke. No, but I'm over it. Over what? Well, he's also he's older than everyone else. He's on a two stroke. Like I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> well, he didn't make the rules. He's just he's just taking his opportunity. And the other thing is, is his teammates on a two stroke, but that doesn't give him an advantage either. No, I'm not so much saying the two strokes an advantage. I'm more just saying like, I'd I'd respect him more if. He was on a four-stroke and also a similar age to Hawkmo because it's kind of like... A sh- he's raced Paul Ann. He's raced MXGP. He's raced... He's raced in the MXGP class and now he's going up against Hawkmo. How old is he? 23. Well, it's the limit on the class is 23. Yeah, he's aging out at the end of this year. Yeah, so... So he can't do MX 250 and he can't do MX2. But you can't take any of that away from him. Well, yeah, but, okay, the age limit is 23. I don't think the idea was, well, go and race MXGP on a 450 and then come back. But I don't you, think that was a plan. You could say the same thing for Horikamu, who's done a year on MX2. Yeah, but it's a bit different going from MX2 to EMX250 than going from MXGP to EMX250. It'd, like me, it'd be like me going from... Hmm. Hmm. It'd be like me racing in the Formula One World Championship, like your friends, Ross and Jensen, and then uh, going down to race at go-karting. 
for you. I don't know what you're on about. No, I'm trying to think of an example. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just not into it, to be honest. Like, I just like, I feel like Hogmo is trying to build himself a career. I feel like Lapucci's kind of, for lack of a better word, glory hunting a little bit. He's made the full-time switch to a 450 in the past, so stick to that. You've done that. You, once you've gone 450, you can't really go anywhere else because that is, you've reached the end of the line. You don't go back to EMX 250. You're like, what's he going to do? Go back to EMX 85? Uh, I think you're being a bit harsh. I am being a bit harsh. Yeah. I am fully being a dick, but yeah. hey-ho, yeah. these things happen. No, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying a bit harsh. Well, you and him can, can bond over the fact that I'm a dick to both of you. Bertie underscore VLB. Will Van der Moosdijk be riding a Husqvarna next season? I actually hear that Moosdijk has nothing signed, but there are three options. And one of the options I had no clue existed until last week. And it turns out that the option I didn't know existed, which is not Husqvarna, is for the most money as well. Really? Yeah. So I'm interested. I'm sad that's kind of thrown a little spanner in. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, three options. One of them's obviously F and H. And then there's two others, and this new one that I didn't know existed is for more money than the other two. So we'll see what happens there. Holy shit. 30. What, not, not like a new team? No, not a new team. But it's an existing team, but it's just popped yeah. up. The opportunity's just popped up. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I just only heard it. I only just heard about it. I don't know how long the offer's been there, but... Are they like a well-established team at the front, or...? Yeah. Okay. Just, but not like, they've never won a GP. Oh, that's intriguing. That's, that's really intriguing. Well, stick with me, kid. Mm, You'll yeah. go far. At the Joe Wells, will we see an all-Yamaha podium in MX2 this year? You know what? We, we really could. Obviously, if, if the owl's going to come back and be at his very, very best, then that's going to make it difficult. But if the owl isn't at his very, very best, well, he's obviously going to be at his very, very best because he's got a heel at some point and mm-hmm. he's got to get back to 100% at some point. So it will be tough, but it's definitely possible. If the Al, for whatever reason, is out of the picture on a weekend, then we've seen that Guadagnini isn't a podium lock every week. And from there, why not? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Kai DeWolf, Jed Beaton, all of those guys can get on a podium, but they're not on it every week. So that, I, see why, I see no reason why not. I think it could happen. Obviously, it's been done before by manufacturers. KTM did it at Lommel in 2000 and... Either 17 or 18. With what riders? Oh, I want to say Jonas Prado and Lieber, which would be 2017. Maybe not, though. Maybe I'm drunk. Do you have anything to offer on that? No, I can't remember. What was Lieber riding? His own LRT KTM. Oh, okay. Yeah, that year he was on fire, wasn't he? He ran his own privateer. Oh, 2017 Lommel, Prado, Jonas, Lieber. So at least one of us has got a question right today. Such a dick. You suddenly woke up, haven't you? Every time it comes to taking the piss out of me, suddenly you find an extra gear. At Wesley underscore Stunnell, how many MXGP championships would Roxham win if he had stayed? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because, okay, Caroli would have been difficult to beat in 2012, 2013, 2014. So say that Caroli still would have had all of those titles. 2015, he could have, obviously. Yeah. And then ever, ever but then Hurling's Cup, that's, that's difficult. That is really difficult because I, if you want to tell me that he'd have eight, then I'd be like, okay, I understand that. If you want to tell me that he, had, he would have 
two or three, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I understand that. It's um, there's like you could there's both sides of a de- debate could be quite yeah. The, the one thing I would say is that possibly there's two sides to it, isn't there? There's like within America, he had to learn Supercross and uh, adapt himself and not focus so much on motocross. So, um, if he was fo- if he was focused a hundred percent on motocross, like Crowley, how good could he have? been at motocross you know he's, well, I don't he's think good it's now. a matter of going to america and focusing on supercross i think it's more the fact that his arm almost fell off yeah there's obviously that but it's i think there's lots of factors but i think you're right that we could be saying that he's swept like eight world titles or we could be saying that he's he's picked up two i i think he would have been quite dominant yeah like because i'm reluctant to say that he would have beat hurlins for a title but then he did exactly that in 2011 so yeah Nice question, Wesley. Yeah, I like that. We should uh, send out a Liat uh, hat to Wesley. I thought you'd run out of Liat hats. No, we've still got some. So, um, yeah, let's get... I like that question. Very good question. Okay, let me make a note quickly. Yeah, let's get, let's get Wesley's uh, details and stuff and we'll get a hat sent out. Maybe an e- Even Strokes or MXYS t-shirt as well. At Chisky underscore Bellas. Year of the first MXGP won by Caroli. I'm not sure if... Uh, trivia? Uh, clearly, he wants to... Clearly, he wants, I don't know if he wants to play Armour, you smarter than a birth, but James, year of the first MXGP won by Caroli. Uh, Wasn't it 2009, you told me just a minute ago? No, it was 2007. Oh, what, MXGP? James. Yeah. 450? Yeah, because he went up. Let me tell oh, you a didn't story. He went up a year, he won the MX2 title and then rode 450, didn't he? Yeah, because it was a year that Coppins crashed at Lockett. It all comes back to Coppins. It was a year that Coppins crashed at Lockett and did his shoulder in, so he lost a load of points. So then Crowley went up to MXGP for Donington to kind of, like, try to help Coppins stop the bleeding, like, Yamaha-wise. Yeah. Obviously. And, uh, yeah, Crowley went ahead and won it with a 2-1. Yeah. That, oh, that same day was Tommy Sell's first ever GP win. Wow. Yeah. I was there on that day as well. Wait, 2007 Donington? Yep. GP? Yep. Okay. I was a little bit drunk, but I was there. Oh, well, I wasn't. No, I stayed in a, a camper with two mates. Well, cousin, my cousin and a mate, yeah. And, and I, um, that year we went to um, Buzz Creek as well. Oh, nice. I got a little story for you, see? So you asked me something. Money bags? About, yeah, 2007. I'm all over it, look. Okay, then. Hold on. I was joking, you prick. I was no, drunk, drunk through most no, that year. You've said it. You've said it. Oh, here we go. In 2007... Tano Leoc. <laughs> in 2007... Okay, let's go nice and easy. In 2007, who was the MX1 world champion? Um, seeing as you were at the penultimate round. Uh, Everts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he retired in 2006, did he? Yes, but yeah. still... Oh, no. i just done it to make you laugh. Mm. Anyway, thanks. Thanks. At dangling underscore wang underscore. Dang, why do dangling we... your wang? <laughs> no, dangling wang. <laughs> why do we hear about AMA riders catching the Epstein-Barr virus more than the, uh, more than the GP riders? We haven't really heard about MXGP riders catching Epstein-Barr until recently. It's made, a, it's made one hell of a comeback. Yeah. Like it kind of died down for a little bit. If you want 
the reason why you don't hear so, hear so much about it in GPs, I would say, is because in GPs there's a lot more uh, off time. There's a lot more. There's a lot less travel. There's a lot less. Yeah. There's a lot more off season time. Was it pretty much races? Twenty back there's, to back Supercross races, and then straight into an outdoor season. Well, seventeen weekends of Supercross with one weekend off, weekend off, and then into outdoors. Whereas, um. Obviously, this year is different, but in a normal season, like, well, look at it this way. Um, look at the schedule that the American riders had to year. GP riders were off from November until June. Whereas in that time, um, the American riders finished the Supercross season and started the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think it's, yeah, it's just the way it falls really over, um, over in America. At Wiz78 Suz. Hi lads, what kind of salary are the MXGP guys on? The likes of TG243, JH84 compared to AMA. Hurlings, I imagine, hmm. Hurlings, I imagine, would be on par with what he would earn in America. Not bonus-wise, but salary-wise. But apart from that, most people, like, there's more money to be made in America. Yeah, still, still, still America. Especially, especially when it comes to bonuses. Yeah. I think... The factory bonus for winning a GP is twelve grand. Is that all? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I think the factory bonus for winning an AMA main event is like hundred grand. Wow. What about um? Well, is that just per race? Yeah, well, overall, overall GP overall or main event Supercross. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Twelve grand to win GP overall or hundred grand to win. Maybe I'm off on hundred grand. Obviously, I'm not in America, but I well, think I it's around. I think it's around about now. seventy thousand pounds. Well, true. 70,000 euros. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what about up. championship? Do you know, have you got any idea of winning a championship? No, I don't know what the, I, don't, I know, like, I, I'd have a rough idea of America more than Europe. I actually don't know what the championship bonus is in Europe. Yeah, we need to find out. Well, I'm not going to go and ask to go through people's bank accounts, James. Well, I know, just like, well, we can find out what is offered, couldn't we? What would the, the cat dangling carrot be by some manufacturers? That'd be cool. Let's do it. At Remy Dude said, Kenny Gardner says Prado stays KGM AG. I can't see that happening because he's not happy. Are the talks over? Well, he's got a contract. The only fact in this situation is that Prado has a contract. So, well, Harry Kane's got a contract with Tottenham Hotspur, but it'd probably be a Man City player next week. Well, that's a completely different sport. I don't understand what you've just said. A a contract is, these days, if somebody wants to go and somebody's unhappy, what is the point in keeping an unhappy rider? If Heinz, Kenny Gardner, has come out and said something, then... He wouldn't come out and say something that's wrong, would he? At Aaron underscore Nelson, Muse plans for next year. Cannot see him getting an MXGP deal. What about US? I'm guessing Aaron means 2020. He's got another year as he's running MX2. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's under contract with Hitachi. So for next year, there's no questions at all. I'm guessing Aaron means after his MX2 career is over. There's no reason why he can't stay on Hitachi on a 450, a bit like Starry. Yeah, well... Hitachi are more of an MX2 team than a 450 team, but obviously they do run 450s from time to time. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're a British team, so there's, there's nothing stopping them if they had the support to run uh, 2450s and two, two, 250s, if they had the support. And you've got to think that... I can't see them running two 450s and two 250s ever, but... Uh, you never know. I never say well, never. a big team. Never say never. Never okay. say never. Well, the fact that... Conrad's been on KTM or in the KTM group for a long time now. Like since he was what? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think that really means anything now. I don't know. But I don't think that that means anything now. Like he's not under contract with the KTM Austria or anything. 
that's like saying, well, Fev- well, Fevre was a Yamaha rider for the longest time. Like, it doesn't mean anything now. Like, yeah, Muse is still on a KTM, but he's not linked to the factory anymore. Never know. He might have favourites. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, I'd imagine the favourites win well, them titles. Robert Jonas is Paul's Jonas' dad, so... Oh, my God. Still, it makes me hate <laughs> I genuinely want to... I genuinely want to punch a wall every time I hear that. All right, Connor, next one. Okay, last question. At Chris Matthews 32, percentage pie on Anstey staying on that yellow bleep of bleep. Zero. Going to Factory Husky, going to Triumph, or going home? Jesus, what a, what a, what a magnitude of options. Uh, Triumph isn't happening until 2023. Yeah. Husky not happening. Well, I don't know what's happening with this Factory Husky. I don't know what's happening with Husky now, rider-wise if the Osborne rumours are true. I had actually heard the Osborne thing in Lommel, and I just kind of was like, well, why would it come out? Well, who would know this in GPs? But now it's kind of everywhere. What's so, the Osborne rumour? But he's retiring at the end of the year. Wow. That's a rumour that people are talking about, but obviously there's nothing out there, official-wise. But if he does, that obviously shakes up Husky a fair bit. Yeah. But I don't think Max would be at Husky anyway. Uh, he's definitely not coming home. He loves America. Nothing is signed for next year, but he has multiple options. Multiple? Yes. Wow. All American. All American options? Yep. Is one of them drag racing? No. Okay. Good to roll that one out. When's the next uh, podcast with Max? Um, I was going to do it last week, but I think I'm doing it this week because he's riding at Travis Pastrana's house tomorrow. Very cool. So I said to him, let's just wait a week and we'll do it after you've ridden at Travis Pastrana's house. Okay. Because I thought that was quite a random yeah. thing. How's that come about? I don't know. He explained it to me, but apparently he said, he said he doesn't really understand. But apparently he said he thinks that Pastrana owns a track away from his house or something. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That seems weird. So I don't think he really knows what he's getting himself into. But he's just been told he's riding at Pastrana's house. So off he goes. Off he goes. Okay. Off he goes. So, Anstey in America will be coming in very soon. Probably this week, if I pull my finger out. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. As I said, big things coming from Liat soon. And um, I feel like an underrated little thing is how far Liat have come away from the neck braces in the gear category in recent years. Like they've really, the steps that they make each year are quite significant. And um, this year is no different. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for more from our friends at Liat. How are you doing, James? Uh, perfectly fine, Lewis. Perfectly Top of the world? Fine. Top of the world. Thanks, everyone, for your questions this week. Great to see some different names in there, some interesting questions. Thank you for listening and thank you for sending in questions. What do you want to do? Um, Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Let's go to a break. Yep. And then we'll come back. Okay, let's do it. Part two of the MXY show was presented to you by Technical Touch with an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world. The KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension, like Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson, and close to home too. Visit technical-touch.com slash kyb-authorized-dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride 
to the next level. Thanks to Technical Touch and thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. That's part two. Part one's done as well. We'll be back with part three. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 81 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Wrapping up an off weekend show. Not much going on in the MXGP series, but still plenty to talk about with silly season and motocross of nations talk rising at a rapid rate. Uh, No doubt about that. That's all anyone's talking about at the moment. And of course, MXGP will be back with a seven week run of events here shortly. Uh, It's going to come in thick and fast once we get back to racing in Turkey. So, lots to look forward to, and uh, lots going on at MX Vice with all of this going on. This is the final part of the MX Vice show, and uh, as always, this is presented by the tremendous company of uh, Prox Performance Parts. Prox Performance Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. As mentioned on previous shows, um, if you're not a factory rider, and presumably 99% of you who are listening to this are not, you're going to want to choose Prox because that is the most cost-effective option to take your ride to the next level. Your ride being whatever it is. There's no limit. Where, uh, no matter the CCs, the year, the manufacturer, Prox have products for you. And uh, as mentioned, they're cost-effective as well. So what you're going to want to do is head over to pro-x.com now to see what's available for your bike. It's strongly recommended, hence why Sean Simpson, Honda SR, F&H Kawasaki, and many, many others put their faith in Prox when they go racing in the MXGP series. Hutton Metal, Yamaha, that's another one. There's KTM team, there's Honda team, there's Kawasaki team, there's a BT racing team, uh, Husqvarna EMX 250 team. There's so many teams that put their faith in Prox. And why? Because they want that little extra edge out of track at a cost-effective price. Head to pro-nextnow.com and tell them MXY sent you there. How are you doing, James? 
Awesome, Lewis. Awesome. Well, let me tell you, James, I don't care because before we hear how you're doing, I want to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. How are you doing now, James? Uh, perfect. One thing I wanted to throw out there, a couple of little, uh, little things I wanted to talk about, which... Uh... Uh, Do you want to approve these with me beforehand? Or? Nope, nope. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, and you need to keep your mouth shut for a little bit. Um, so last night I had the uh, the pleasure of uh, Max Flint coming on to Ooh, the, the Great is this British. A thing that, is this a thing that we discussed that we, weren't, we were going to figure out for the next couple of weeks before we say anything? Uh, no. We had Max Flint for, on the show uh, last night from Great British Motocross Show for Planet Moto. Uh, Planet Moto obviously won, uh, well, he actually spon- they, they sponsored both podcast shows. Really good to have Max on board. And uh, if you're interested uh, in getting down to Spain, either from UK or, or from Europe, there's some really, really good information about getting down to Spain, getting out of ride uh, from every level, from like beginner right away up to if you're pro. So they, a lot of people go there, uh, GP riders through to, you know, people like myself. So uh, really, really interesting podcast. Everything you need to know. Um, Max knows all the best tracks. They're all private hire as well, which I didn't realize. I thought you'd be just sort of going out to places like which were like Red Sand, which you'd be sort of riding around with everybody else. And uh, no, uh, all the tracks pre- uh, like prepped to perfection. It was just a bloody interesting conversation because it's something I've wanted to do. So if if you kind of want to look into ride in Spain and stuff, then uh, have a listen to the, uh, the podcast show. And uh, Kurt helps out even strokes. Uh, for those who didn't know, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Freegard, he's on dialysis at the moment. So he's basically, his kidneys aren't working. He's on dialysis. That keeps him alive. Only went out and rode uh, Farley Castle the weekend for the Aturibus. Um And uh, got, got some top 15s. How solid is that without any kidneys? Just I don't even know how he does it. What a warrior. So a couple of little crazy things there, Lewis, what I want to uh, tell you about. <laughs> It's, that isn't quite a bombshell, but seeing as you were talking about Planet Moto, now seems like as good a time as any to uh, move into the bombshell and also tell you all that there are extra dates now available for um, the upcoming winter period at Planet Moto Holidays in Spain. Those being no- November the 8th to November the 15th, November the 22nd to November the 29th, that being a Josh Spinks training week, so a little extra there, and December the 6th to December the 13th, so three extra options there if you haven't yet booked a Spanish getaway this winter. So yeah, that's November the 8th, November the 22nd, December the 6th. The, uh, the other thing which um, Max said about, which was really interesting, was a Planet Moto Academy. So the fact that riders can go out there and spend a month out there in the villa and just ride as much as they want, that's pretty goddamn cool. Still a few places, uh, not many, but still a few places available for uh, the month of January, I think. Oh. Did you know about the Planet Motor Academy before? No, he was explaining to me, and I, I was just like, this is awesome. He was actually well, you'd, saying... You'd never heard of it? Well, I heard of it from the podcast show. Okay, that's um, what I was getting <laughs> No, but like, I haven't heard the, the basis behind it. So when Max was sort of saying about it, like, two, two kids the um, weekend who uh, had been to Planet Moto uh, won both their classes um, at the MX Nationals, which was really cool. So there's benefits there for, for every type of rider if you just need some... To get out of the, the rain and the gloom, uh, if you don't fancy pounding out those uh, motos at Lommel um, in the rain and the snow, then uh, maybe head over to uh, Spain for a month. What have you got for a uh, Planet Motor Bombshell this week, Jay? Uh I don't know. Um, 
I don't think it's not well. Obviously, I didn't know about Barsha, so um, my Blenzel performance went tits up because of uh, of uh, Barsha not actually being able to ride. So that'd have been great if you could have told me about that. That's not much, so much of a bombshell. Uh, no, uh, bombshell wise, I don't think I've got much. What, what's your bombshell? Hot rumor at the moment is that there'll be is that there could be an MXGP round at Matley in November. Ah, okay, that's big, and I heard that um, it could be back-to-back. Also here, we could be going back to Oss before the end of the year. Really? That's a big one. Yeah, so, as as mentioned in previous weeks, lot's going to change, I think, with the calendar coming up, especially with COVID making one heck of a comeback. I mean, how great is that going to be, like maybe a doubleheader at Matley? That's going to be awesome. Is that right? It could be the last two rounds? I don't know. I just heard a rumor that they were talking about November, maybe. So Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm guessing if it's November, it's going to be the last two rounds because... Well, no, because I also heard that they were talking to us about November. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's, it's still up in the air. It's rumors. It's not, it's not, you know, it's just what we, we, we hear from different, different people. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Well, you get a bit, you get a bit <laughs> antsy, don't you? <laughs> that you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, no, because I've, I've heard this through the great... I haven't heard this from someone. Like, that's, I've said it a million times. I work on... This is my basis I work off of. If someone comes up to me and says, I'm doing this, don't tell anyone, then I don't tell anyone. If it's a rumor that I've heard of organically, then I'll say it. But if, if someone comes up to me and goes, I'm talking to this team for next year, don't tell anyone, then I'm obviously not going to tell anyone. But if I hear organically that so-and-so is talking to X team, I'll say it. Yeah, there we go. It's called doing things the right way. Yeah. And uh, obviously we're planning something in the background um, involving Planet Moto. Uh, and me and Lewis have got to flesh out um, exactly what it is. But there'll be an announcement soon, so... Um, Brilliant, thanks for that. Yeah, here we go. What are you, have you taken drugs or something? Uh, no, not yet, not... No, I kind of... You're just, just very intense suddenly. <laughs> Talking like you're very matter-of-fact suddenly. Well, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm really excited. Um, like, I've, obviously, having that podcast, and we spoke a little bit beforehand, and I think it's going to be good fun. So, um, yeah, people, we'll, 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 we'll flesh out some details, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that maybe uh, in a couple of weeks. Okay, brilliant. Well, you said I'm not allowed to say anything, so... No, you're not. So, so there we go, all right? So that's the best of a bad situation. I'm actually surprised that you haven't just run off and done this, so that's quite impressive. So you haven't got a bombshell for us? No, there's not really been any bombshells, to be honest. Uh, apart from, i tell you what would be a bombshell, is that, and I, I probably shouldn't be, because obviously he's a, he's a great rider in itself, but that, that Harry one, the, the MX Nationals, I, you know, I had my money was on Tommy. So, oh. um, yeah, I think, you know, I think Tommy would have had that sewn up in, in fair play to, to Harry Kulis. So, yeah, that was, that was my kind of bombshell result. Oh, nice. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. There's a lot going on at Planet Moto. You heard the available dates for the upcoming winter period. So get involved, visit planetmoto.co or Planet Moto Holidays on social media and hit tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible. So, Blenzel Performance of the Week, predicted. What was yours? Because I can't remember. Do you know what? I, ca- I cannot for the life of me remember what the 250 was. Shall I hit pause on the podcast and find out? Nah, I, I, I think yours are, are more relevant because I definitely didn't get it right. And, and for, like, as I mentioned, I went for Barsha in uh, 450s. Um, I can't even remember who I went for in 250s. 
So, um, but let, tell us about yours. Well, that was nice of you to queue up an applause for me. I got both right. First time. First time. First time ever that anyone's got both right. Yeah. First time that someone's got something right in a very long time. <laughs> I said that Jet would bounce back and win the 250s, which he did. Chink for me. Yep. And I said that Max would finish eighth overall, which he did, which is a real choice. Just... To be honest, like, forget the Jet one. Actually said that Max will get eighth overall. You, you absolutely nailed that. Thank you. That was, a, that was a, a better performance for him, hey? Yeah, it's a little known fact, but I can't actually see into the future. Yeah, yeah. Did he, did he literally just say to you and say, oh, I, I no. think he's in eighth this weekend? Or no. are you literally just saying, right, he can beat him, 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 him. I think he can do this there. I just, um, I know that they've made a bit of progress lately. So I used common law. Well, that's, took... that's nice to hear that they made progress. Yeah. Yeah, I think Max will be uh, a little better uh, at the coming weeks as well. So, wow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Bud's Creek this weekend. I've actually ridden Bud's Creek. Have you? Uh, no, but I've been there to watch and I fucking love uh, it. Not, it's so not quite good. the same as riding it. Yeah, I never get to do the good stuff, funny enough. Uh, well, well I wouldn't really call it the good stuff. Ten years of MX Vice, I never get to do anything. So if there's any well, companies went, out there... You went to a meeting at the FIM. Yeah, that was okay. That was, that was a good experience. You went to Matterley this year? Everybody goes, like... <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, the fact that you're, you're trying to claw to something 10 years I've put into this business and I get you, to go to an FIM meeting thanks <laughs> thanks you um well do you want to come to the nation you're coming to the nations yeah but as long as you can prove your worth I don't get to do any like ride days no one invites me to ride days I've only ridden like, twice I just I just just, I don't feel appreciated. I've got to be honest. Well, you have got a free, you're the only one of us who's got a free bike. Twice. Twice. <laughs> so, as far as in the free bike category, you're 2 0 up. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. I got to ride a bike once, but you also got a free bike. So, if you compare the two, yeah. Just ungrateful. But not ungrateful. It's just like 10 years, like hard work trying to push everything. Uh, you know, just pushing people's businesses and, you know, what do I get? Not even a thanks. Well, I've ridden Bud's Creek, so I can tell you exactly what the riders are going to expect this weekend. Exactly, um, I can just feel it. I can feel you in exactly on what the characteristics of the circuit are. I love that track. It's so good. It's much tighter than you'd imagine watching on TV. Do you think? Much smaller than you'd imagine. Yeah, I was shocked at how small it was. Hmm. Yeah, I was shocked at how small it was. And also, it's much more like um, off camber than you'd imagine watching it on TV. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say is it's, it's quite Absolutely technical. shit myself yeah, when quite, I realised how off camber it was. Yeah, it's quite technical. I watched Ricky McCarmichael's last racer. That was just so cool. And Ryan Villapote were obviously winning the Nations. Yeah. Just, just what an event. What a great um, what Great memories. The biggest thing, the biggest shock to me on the old, when I rode Bud's Creek, was that after you go back up, before you drop back down and rejoin, you drop back down the hill and you rejoin in the first corner. And as you go up that hill, I was shocked that on the other side of a single, how off camera it was. Absolutely scared the life out of me. I think that that might have been the turn which I was, I literally stood at at the Nations and watched for um, pretty much the whole, like for a lot of the motos. Is, is that like, like you're, you're partly in the middle of the track because you can see everything? Eh. 
yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I actually can't really remember riding Bud's Creek, mainly because I think I scared it out of myself. <laughs> I just, I was just thinking, I can't, like, I, yeah, like, I think about other parts of the track, and I'm just like, I, can't, I don't remember going path through that part of the track. Like, yeah, but that was probably because you were holding on for dear life and shitting yourself. Yeah, that's probably why. On, on that day, who, who else was there uh, riding? No pros. No, but like, obviously, there I was... can't even remember. I was focused on James. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I focus on myself. I don't focus on the competition. Fucking unbelievable! You got to do some really cool stuff over the years when you think about it. Well, I rode Major in the mud, which was equally as stressful. Yeah, with Hurlins and Caroli. Yeah, That's stressful. Cool. That is cool. stressful. I'm glad I pushed you into these things. No, even everyone else said it was a bad idea. But you just, your mind is just so screwed up that you don't really get things. You don't really understand the way the world it's works. It's making memories. We, look, we're here talking about that experience. How many people can say they went on a KTM test day and rode with Hurlins and Caroli? No, it was you only Caroli I rode with. I thought Hurlins was there. Yeah, he was there. He was watching. Didn't uh, he? Oh, okay. He wasn't on track. Uh, if only we could find a video and just bring that back to him. Jen Dick promised to find some video footage. It, it. would be it would be fu- it would be funnier now if I did it because obviously at that point I didn't know Hurlins and Caroli. <laughs> Whereas now they know me, so it'd probably be a lot more laughs. Oh, it would be a lot more laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Blenzel performance of the week predicted Bud's Creek this weekend. Predictions, James. Right, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, damn. Um, hmm. I am going to go with... I'm going to go Rocks and 1-1 again. Um, okay. I'm going to go Rocks and 1-1, and I am going to go Cooper... Uh, no, not Cooper. Let's go something a little bit more interesting. Um, you say yours first. Not I'll quickly, I'll quickly have a think. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go um, Roxon one one because I think he's on a roll now. Four fifties. I will go. Sexton wins. Two fifties. I will go. Sexton. Jet wins two in a row. Sexton. Yeah, why not? Wow. Okay. Um, I think that... I'm going to go... i tell you what, I'm going to go Roxham for the win in 450s, and I'm going to go... I'm going to go Hunter Lawrence on the podium. Oh, wow. That's no, I'll tell you what, I'll, tell you what I'll, I'll go one better on this. I'll go both Lawrences on the podium. That's, that's happened many times. Well, what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> so you've even forgot. How are you even going to remember next, next week? Because I listened back to that specific part. No, I said Sexton wins 450s, and I said Jet wins two in a row in 250s, which he's never done before in his life. So that's worthwhile. Okay, all right. I'll go, right, I'll go, I'll go crazy, and I'll say uh, Levi Kitchen top five. Okay. Can I'll I take that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's let's clarify this. Uh, I'm going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Roxon for the win. Levi Kitchen top five. That's mine. You actually went for Roxon one one, not just for the win. Oh, and for for, the, for basically the, the the classification over the day. I didn't say one. Yeah, you actually said Roxon one one. Okay, I'll go Roxon. If you want, oh. hey, you, you said it. Just... If you want to hold me to that, I'll go Roxon one one. You went Roxon 1-1. One, one. 
I went Sexton wins the overall. And see, why can you have an overall and I can't have a one? Because that was because you specifically said one one, and Roxham winning the overall is a bit blah. Okay, all right then. Anyway, did you know, James? No. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil has been a secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won a 2022 Stroke World Championship using Blenzel, in fact, nothing outlubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original Green Label Racing Castor to the 455 Ultra or the Versatile Gold Label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. If you go on Michael Essie's Instagram, you'll see that he is all in on Blenzel. He's basically riding a Blenzel bike. So, um, wow. But Blenzel, that is, that is reflective of the fact that Blenzel are making quite a push in the resurgence in motocross. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to visit blenzel.com or at Blenzel on Instagram and get involved in that today. Why not? Literally, you might as well lead the charge. Don't be a sheep. Lead the charge. So, James, have you enjoyed the podcast? Yeah, I have. It's been, uh, it's always difficult when we haven't got a GP. I haven't struggled. It must be, it's difficult for you because you, um, you struggle in life, but it's not difficult for me. But uh, the, only, the only negativity was uh, just a shit questions once again on that game. So I just think I need to be given a fighting chance. Okay. We'll end on this. Who finished third in the 2020 MX2 World Championship? Third. Uh, let me think. Uh, this is great. Just trying to think. I'm going to go with... Hmm. I was going to say Ben Watson. Choo choo. Ben Watson. No, Maxime Renault. Yeah. Was that enough of a fighting chance for you? Yeah, that was good. That was a poor performance by myself. Just. Yeah. Just, I'm, I don't know what you want from me. Not more, not more questions, to be honest. I've had enough of questions today. Okay. Okay. Well, any final thoughts, James? Uh, no final thoughts. I am <laughs> brilliant. Uh, well, my final thought is: it's when there's not GPs, it's nice to have pro motocross. That's all I'm going to say. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, watching Saturday, and um, yeah, uh, that's what I'll be. Uh, Saturday uh, is going to be a pro motocross, and Sunday is going to be AMCA. So there we oh, go. Oh, I thought you'd be going to the MX Nationals this weekend. Uh, no AMCA this weekend uh, for me. Where's that? Uh, I think it might be Norley. No, Long Lane. Long Lane. How far is that? How far's that? Yeah, it's a little drive. Why don't you just go to the MX Nationals? It's up the road. Where's the MX Nationals? Cusses. Oh, no. no yeah, but you're loved, at, you're loved in Britain at the moment, I hear. Yeah, but still, I, I don't want to go to Cusses. It's... Can you remember Cusses for the British Championship? I, I have got nothing against it. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, oh, brilliant. It's a great no track. Just... It's my favourite track to ride. That's your favourite track to ride? Yeah. Really? That and, that and Golden Barn. Of course, Golden Barn, yeah. Is it Golden Barn still place. open? Nah, shut. Damn. They're only doing private ride days. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Weird world. Yeah, what about your final thoughts, Lewis Phillips? Um, my final thoughts are no show next week. We've, this is our 14th podcast in a row, which is a miracle in itself. <laughs> so that's an all-time record. 
I mean, James hasn't done 14 in a row, but I have. So James is obviously a bit fresher than myself. Yeah. So no show next week, and then we'll come back week after, uh, maybe with some changes. It'll be nice to spend some time looking at everything and just seeing what we can improve on the podcast. If you've got any thoughts, please feel free to let me know. Yeah, a lot of people sort of just uh, message me and kind of say less Lewis, more me. So uh, we can talk about that, obviously, off air. Okay, we can talk about that. Yeah. I'll just do one section or something. Yeah, I think. And then afterwards, you can just. A lot of people send me back for co hosts, but, you know, I, I'm like, I can't be as committed as you. So well, the fact that you just said you back for co host says it all. Yeah. Because that's not what you were. You were the host. Yeah. You that, are a co host yeah, now. That one, yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> this is why you're not hosting. <laughs> Fuck off. No, people like me as a host. I've had quite a nice few nice messages lately. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I've got to be honest, uh, you are good. So fair play. Well done. Thank well, you. Well done, you. And and like I said all along, doesn't it make a difference to you? Don't you prefer doing the podcast now? Yeah, I do actually. It's a lot more enjoyable. Don't you feel like it's less pressure? Less pressure, less stressful. It's all good. You, because like you said to me then, what the hell are we going to talk about in the final section? And I went, just give it, leave it to me. And you were like, oh no, we need a plan. And I was like, trust me, trust I can me. do this. Trust the process. Yeah, final thoughts. That's it. Uh, no show next week. I will um, be watching Bud's Creek this weekend to see how my lap times compare to the 450s and whether I have a fighting chance. I would like to uh, take this opportunity to thank Fly Racing. Obviously, Hitachi KTM fueled by Milwaukee used the Formula helmet and the gear. Justin Brayton uses the Formula helmet, the gear, and the Zone Pro goggle. Many, 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 many products over at uh, Fly Racing. Liat, FH Kawasaki, use the gear and the boots. Big things coming from Liat coming up, so stay tuned for that beginning of September. Stay tuned. Planet Motor Holidays, if you want to go riding in Spain, you need to get in touch with at Planet Motor Holidays on social media or planetmoto.co, the website. Prox Racing Parts, if you're not factory and you're looking to be factory, then, well, Prox is what you need. Cost-effective, easy solution to upgrade your bike. It's, I have no... It baffles me that Prox isn't on every Weekend Warriors bike because it's the most simple solution to the problem that everyone is trying to solve. That being making cost-effective upgrades to your bike. Technical Touch and KYB, get factory KYB suspension for your bike in no matter where you live. No longer do you have to drive to Belgium to get that. There are KYB authorized dealers in your country. It's just right on your doorstep. Even Strokes, James Burfield, MXGP TV. You won't be watching that for a while, but... We're one week closer to Turkey. Gobble, gobble. Backyard Design UK. <laughs> you shouldn't be... You should just shouldn't be saying gobble, gobble. Oh. Backyard... Why? <laughs> just sounds so wrong. Oh. Backyard Design UK. Tommy <laughs> Sell used Backyard Design UK to put... Um, oh to get the graphics God. made for his 1996 CR250. Asterix knee braces. Tim Geyser puts faith in Asterix knee braces. And when was the last time you heard of him injuring his knee? Exactly. Armour Nutrition. They sponsored the game that may never come back again after today's Ever. performance. Who knows? Might need to tweak that a little bit to make it a bit more fun and less angry. And Blenzel Oils, making a resurgence in the world of motocross, really pushing forward. And you will want to get involved in that. And yeah, jump on board. Get Blenzel Oil for your bike. Two-stroke or four-stroke, it does not matter. Are you done, James? No final thoughts? No, I'm all good. We've had final thoughts. I'm all good. I'm off on okay, holiday. Brilliant. Um, so uh, there we go. I'm, I'm out like a trap. I'd like to remind everyone that the final part of the MXY show is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. 
Hence why everything the Prox racing parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. And if you would like to get involved in a podcast in the future, that being 2022, email lewis.phillips at mxvice.com. And uh, yeah, we will sort that out. That's been James Burfield. I've been Lewis Phillips. No podcast next week. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 82. Thanks for listening to episode 81. See ya. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sun as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.